0: wellness is more than just health it is living fully wellness is fueling your body engaging your mind and nurturing your spirits how we think about wellness is affected by our culture and our life experiences hi everyone my name is Anne Omojo Iela welcome to the relevant health and wellness podcast a space where we discuss all things health and wellness mind body and soul Welcome back to the podcast. I took an unintended break. I am so sorry. Adulting can kick you sideways sometimes, but your girl is back. So on today's episode, I am discussing all things periods, period hygiene, living by your monthly cycle. Great foods you can eat during your period. And finally, I wanted to raise awareness on the topic of period poverty and how it is affecting quite a number of girls, women, anyone basically who is having to bleed every month. So, hope you guys are excited and hope you enjoy this episode. So, let's jump right in. Firstly, periods, that time of the month, whatever name you decided to call it. I personally call it anti-flow, like whatever, it's cringy, but hey, what can you do? And every person's experience when it comes to this is different. Some people comes, you know, doesn't disturb. I think for everybody, it kind of feels like you're being disturbed. but. For some people, it comes, no cramps, just comes, does its thing, you do your thing, and it goes away. But for some people, the experience is really horrible. And not only do you get cramps, you get all sorts of weird symptoms you did not ask for, but comes with the territory. And for some, it's so bad that it's basically a symptom of something else something like endometriosis which will probably be another topic for another day I, I think I might have addressed it before but I am hoping to have a really wonderful guest to talk about her experience with that so it's it's a wide range of experience and each person's like I said everyone's experience is unique so on the topic of like period like what you experience in your period And how if you're able to know your monthly cycle, it can help you manage that experience better. And the topic of like period hygiene, the different products you could use and what your options are. So on the topic of like period hygiene and, you know, knowing what to do in the sense of you're using a pad you can't be using your pad for like eight hours and and I know some people just which will lead to my topic of period poverty for the sake of the fact that they don't have too many options they feel like they want to extend the the pad they are using for longer than necessary and that's not great so by my research and just from experience you should be changing your pad every, for some people it might even be every two hours, depending on your flow, especially the first two days, because those are the heaviest days. You might have to change your pad every two hours, but on standard, every four to six hours, you should be changing your pad. And then you have the options of tampons. With those, it I personally feel it even gets shorter. Because there have been research and reports I've seen. I remember when there was this trending photo of this lady who had um toxic shock syndrome, if I if I'm not mistaken, from having a tampon in because let me just kind of put that disclaimer right now. This is a TMI episode, so and everybody like everyone so it's not just women men need to know about this as well because at the end of the day we all live in this world together and it shouldn't be something that men will be like oh that's yucky no you need to know everything and women we should be okay talking about periods i honestly feel when you hide all these topics it it, again i'm all for it helps no one we should all know these things period should be taught in schools both for men for girls and boys it's not just about girls knowing what to do boys should should know as well so that when they're interacting with their classmates or when they're interacting with the women in their lives they understand there is a level of empathy for what the girls women are going through in their lives but anyways let me not sidetrack so on the topic of tampons and the fact that you have to insert tampons in so therefore i feel you have to even be more aware of what's going on you cannot be leaving a tampon in longer than four six hours some people even shorter again depending on your flow and you know when it comes to disposing as well you're not flushing it down the toilet you have to dispose of it properly so so these are just like the etiquettes and hygiene tips that i personally am sharing but it's also something that is research it's 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 a fact thing so and then you have other options now that are coming up and people are trying i personally haven't used a menstrual cup but i know women who have used it and they swear by it and now that we're really becoming more eco conscious of our environment it is really great to have these alternatives that can help us manage our periods better so then we have the topic of or the option of um Dispo- not disposable sorry reusable pads and they are really coming on and it's even so great for places where you even lead to like period poverty options like the reusable pads are such a great option because you have a set you you use them you clean them properly you can use them again and then finally you have the um period panties now so that's like even another step and some people have claimed that out of all the sort of like the eco i'm using quote unquote eco-friendly options the period panties seem to be winning more but again those are not so it's almost like you have to kind of pay the upfront cost for the likes of maybe like the period panties or like other things but then on the longer run it is cheaper because let's be honest once you start getting your period up until you go into menopause every single month you have to like you're bleeding so you have to be able to take care of yourself so if there are more eco-friendly options where Every month you know you have something that you're using, and if you have to pay that upfront cost at first and then longer run, it saves you money. But these are the different options. So, And I know that having the likes of period cups, reusable um, pads or period panties, like those options, I even feel like I'm on a privilege point because there are some people that don't even have access to any of that. And I will get to that in a moment all right let's have a chat about living by your monthly cycle and i'm sure you're thinking to yourself okay and what is that living by your monthly cycle sounds like something fancy and bougie no 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 like i said before everybody is different and everybody's cycle is different and the whole monthly cycle basically is just how the body functions and how the whole process works leading up to you having your period and typically every woman's cycle goes from you know some people shorter but let's just say on average on average 26 to 35 days depending because you know some people have different sort of things going on with them that prevents them having maybe a regular monthly cycle if they have some sort of pre-existing some condition or something else but on average it goes between 26-35 days some people even shorter so when you think about the menstrual cycle in terms of days day one is let's say the first day you get your period and some people refer to them in seasons where that day one is winter please just go with it this is what i found and winter is it's dull it's cold like you you get what i mean now first day of period you don't want to talk to anybody leave me alone Is basically if you could stamp it on your forehead that's basically what you have leave me alone And you know during your period your hormones are at the lowest you're fatigued like you just want to rest if if you're exercising you want to be gentle with yourself like don't go hardcore some people maybe you have the energy i personally i'm not doing skipping ropes and whatnot highest i'll do some stretches i'll go for a walk but that, that is that first, you know, depending on, again, how long your flow goes, one to five days. Some people even seven days. Guys, periods are no joke for any men listening to this. So, like I said, those first few days, your hormones are at the lowest, so you just wanna rest, you just wanna eat good food, which I will get to as well. And then we get to spring. know things are starting to pick up and these are usually days six to twelve and just like spring it's time for you know growth renewal estrogen is starting to pick up you feel inspired you feel energized you feel confident outgoing and it even affects the way you even think about things just think about it for a moment by the way Flow app, if you're listening, please come and sponsor your girl because, like, I pre- I can preach it to anyone who's willing to listen. If you can get an app, because almost I feel like in the age of, of tech everyone has a like a phone that they can download this app and most of them are free anyways but again i'm not here to come and start being elitist or whatnot if you don't have the app you don't have the app if you can't download it you can't download it but if you can please do it helps you because you're able to monitor what is going on so going back to business day 6 to 12 you're feeling good you you're like estrogen is picking up you feel like you can take on things so that's what is happening in your body and then we get to summer you know you're feeling like you're feeling flirty you can wear that short dress and basically this is what is happening in your body as well days 13 to 18 you're like there's like a bit of burst of testosterone in your body yes women we get testosterone as well and that leads to like boosting libido you find that you're kind of feeling like please don't go and do anything that auntie Anne didn't tell you to do but those are the days you're feeling kind of according to uh what's his name you're feeling very freaky freaky please don't go and do anything auntie tell you to do but basically that's what's happening in your body in the terms of, this is ovulation, and um, by natural ways, this is when your body's telling you, go get pregnant, go get pregnant, this is what I wanna do now. Please, guys, forgive my voiceovers. <laughs> Can you tell this episode is really getting to me? So you have like a boost of testosterone, you have a boost of estrogen as well. These are at the highest, and it's basically the body's trying to say, Um, we're kind of ready to have, you know, some sperm in here. But if you're not trying to do that, just be aware that this is what is happening and this is why you're feeling that kind of way. And things are going and then you get into... So if you don't get pregnant, you're not trying to get pregnant, you get into the next phase, which is autumn. And they call it the fancy fancy words to be this episode will be too long if i try and explain everything go do your research it's it's all there and they call it the luteal phase so basically days 19 to 28 and you know the energetic highs you had in spring and summer i'm sorry to say those days are gone this is days 19 to 28 and estrogen is dropping progesterone is calming down so it's almost like you you are in a reflective phase and some people start to experience PMS symptoms so you start to sometimes you start to get like a little bit of that lower back pain you start to experience cramp-like symptoms for some people they start to experience breast tenderness so it's it's a whole bunch of things but not for everyone i personally don't get any i don't get that many premenstruals of symptoms i get the occasional cramps that kind of lets me know that okay and if is doing her thing, just be aware, don't go into heavy things, just because you know that this is what is happening with your body. And then, as, as it comes to that point, you get to that, so this is 19 to 28, so your period could come at that moment as well. So, if you are aware of all of this going on, it helps you manage your, your, your calendar better. It helps you know what's going on. And... In this phase where everything is kind of feeling low, be aware of the decisions you make because, you know, when they say women be crazy when they're on their period, no, it's actually a hormonal thing. It's not because you're crazy. It's because something's going on in your body. And if you're aware that something is going on, it helps you manage the decisions you make. It helps you manage your time better. It helps you know what is going on. So, you know, I went a bit geeky. Please forgive all my voiceovers, all my et- <laughs> all the extras I did for this episode. But your girl is so excited about topics like this, hence why I really wanted to cover it. I know this episode is going to be a bit long, but forgive me for that. And now I'm going to go on to foods that are really great th- during your periods. And just for the sake that you are bleeding. So therefore, by that fact, you're going to be low on certain nutrients. And that's why eating certain foods can be so helpful to you. Firstly, iron is low because just by the fact of your bleeding iron is low and you notice that sometimes you crave foods without even realizing you're craving like maybe red meat you're craving certain things but there's some foods that can really be helpful you know like i said you have eggs you have beef you have spinach you know beans dark leafy greens your ugus, your water leaf, like all those kind of things. I don't know what kind of other sort of green leaves they, they have in other parts of Africa because i know my target audience so hence why i'm mentioning things like this but those foods are really great and if you're like plant-based you have like tofu like i said you have green uh, you have beans spinach so they're obviously really great options all around and if you don't even have enough of those coming in from foods you can always take supplements to help you as well and then other foods you have like omega-3 fatty acids this is really great this is really great because it's usually helpful like some people even go as far as to say that it's even helpful with period pain and helpful in reducing inflammation this is all research based I cannot categorically vouch for it but this is based of research I have done and it just helps you manage your hormone fluctuations better and some foods that are really good rich and great for omega-3 fatty acids include mackerel, salmon, tuna, sardines, you know, chia seeds, so for plant-based options, walnuts, flax seeds, avocados avocados i know everybody's on the avo level i'm still getting warmed up with avocados but avocados are really rich in omega-3 fatty acids as well and again if you're not able to get all of this so much from your foods there is the options for supplements but it's always best to go the natural route first and then you can always again that is why they are called supplements and supplements will be another subject i i address in another episode and then this one this one is my fave because you know I've, I've become quite evangelical about magnesium but magnesium is such a powerhouse when it comes to helping with like pms symptoms with period pains just for the fact that magnesium by itself, some it's it's almost like it's a natural muscle relaxant, and you think about that when you're when you're in your periods, your muscles contracting. I got sciency, but you know, just go with it. So. uh, magnesium can help you calm down as well because I personally even take magnesium not even just for PMS obviously I love that it helps me with that but I even take magnesium to help me with better sleep so it makes so much sense and because when you bleed you're losing like you're losing nutrients you you're kind of depleted you need to replenish another food which is just a side note um, is bananas bananas are actually good because they have some key nutrients in there that helps you replenish some of the sort of the the ones that you're you're kind of depleting i keep using that word and finally i wanted to just talk about not finally but just to add some more there i personally do like a i call it a brew where i use ginger turmeric lemon a bit of honey and i have it as my tea on those first two days because your girl needs it and sometimes and that's why you don't i don't judge anybody who needs to take ibuprofen or painkillers because you do what you need to do if the pain is bad you take something but obviously be cautious if you have some you know some condition that doesn't allow you take those things please don't jump don't jump into it if you have like history of ulcer you have things then you want to stay away from the likes of ibuprofen but i digress so i I personally take ibuprofen um on that first day because my cramps can get quite intense and water drink loads of water because once when you're on your period a lot of people um um say they feel really bloated and and it's because it's almost like your body is doing this weird thing of holding in water so by drinking water it kind of just helps you stay in stay, in, stay <gasps> i was just going to say stay in the flow oh god this is so cringy but it just helps you stay balanced so drink loads of water so that's that on food and then finally i wanted to talk because i don't want this episode to be too long maybe i'll do a part two if you guys are interested I wanted to talk about period poverty, just to raise awareness on the fact that if you're listening to this, you might be part of the privileged few that have access to getting sanitary products. There are a lot of women in this world, not just women, sorry, girls, like anybody who's having to bleed who don't have access to this, where it's either they have to use, like, like hear me out. I did the research and it's, it's, it's terrible. But having to use, you know, rags, sometimes not even that old, oh, you f- you have an old cloth that you washed and you're using, no, dirty rags. Um, I've heard of straws. I've heard of newspapers, um, the common one, which is tissues. So it's, pure poverty is basically when you don't have access to the necessary sanitary products. And it's not just an issue of, oh, a third world countries even the research was done in america and other western countries of when you have issues of because which is another thing that i guess i will finally talk on on the tax on period products and i don't get why these things cannot be subsidized or find a way for these industries to make it more readily available because it's not as if you you can help the fact that you're going to have to bleed every single month but that aside but just to raise awareness to the fact of like a lot of people don't have access to this so if you have access and you're able to to get your sanitary products without hassle it's definitely a place of privilege it sounds it sounds it sounds insane that oh getting access to sanity products is it no it it actually is and there are people who are trying especially that's why i talked on um sanitary pads, because that is where it's going now we're trying to raise awareness of trying to create sustainable ways for people to have access to this so that's just my two cents on it i didn't want to talk too long so i hope this episode was so helpful i hope you've learned something today it's a long one please bear with me it's a long one but i hope you've gotten something out of this um so let me know if you want a part two of this so that maybe we can break it down again i know i kind of feel like i rushed over this but i just wanted to cover all the different parts um when it comes to this because it's a broad topic hopefully i could you know try and do a part two. so thank you so much thank you for being part of the relevant health and wellness community please share um please join the family leave your comments leave your suggestions i would always love that and have a great weekend guys bye